Hello and welcome to Cutting the Bull in the Post-Truth Apocalypse. I'm Ben. As always, I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. And Claire. Hey. Today, uh, we're going to talk about the, I'm going to call them the violent UFOs of Brazil. Brazilian UFO attacks, Operation Saucer, Operation Plate, whatever you want to mm. call it. It's original, it? <laughs> I had a little furry strip at the front of the... Yeah, UFO. the UFOs had a little Brazilian strip on it, a little hairy strip, yeah. And they're violent, they're snapping at you. Oh. So yeah, we'll get into that. And so let's start with by thanking some new and returning listeners. Where shall I start with? Uh, Chicago, Illinois. Malmo in Sweden. Dexter in Missouri, USA. Santos in Brazil. This one's all for you, man. Yeah. Frankfurt in Germany. Um, Barrow, United Kingdom. Nam Din in Vietnam. Reading in California. Liverpool, United Kingdom. Midland in Canada. Cleck Heaton in the United Kingdom, Visu in Portugal, I probably butchered that pronunciation, uh, London in the United Kingdom, Boardman, Oregon, Akron in Ohio, both United States, Garrow in Somalia, that's a new one, Tucson, Arizona, Austin, Texas, Atlantic Mine in, is that Missouri or Michigan? Michigan. Madrid in Spain, Ashburn, Virginia, and Guadalajara in Spain. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, yeah. Indubitably. It's tremendously appreciated, old beans. Spiffing. Alright, so let's start with Operation Source of the official search for UFOs that attacked Brazilians with light beams in 1977 and took their blood. Ooh. They came to be known as Chupa Chupas. She's a sucker chupacabra. sucker. Chupacabra. Another goat sucker is a chupacabra, so a chupa is sucker. Yeah. So these were sucker suckers. Sucker suckers. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, goat let's... suckers, but fucking believe in it. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to say, Mike? Investigated by the Brazilian Air Force. Uh, 400 confirmed. We'll, we'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> so while alien hunters concentrate their energies on pictures from Mars or the top secret Area 51 base, an island in Central America was the location of a spate of UFO sightings that was officially investigated by Brazilian officials. Operation Saucer. Oh, fuck me. Could have come with a better name than that. It's they? actually Operation Plato, Plato uh, in, in Brazilian, in Portuguese, but it translates to Operation Saucer. Uh, or Operation Plate, depends how you want to work it. Yeah, I could be wrong. Any Portuguese speakers can, uh, can correct me. The terrifying series of reported incidents in 1977 where residents in the Brazilian city of Corales claimed they not only witnessed flying saucers, but they were also being attacked by them. Bright objects of differing shapes, sizes and colours were said to have been flying at low altitude, just a few metres above the tops of trees, and firing light beams at people on the ground below. Did they have last guns? They did, they pretty much, yes, they did have laser guns. It's one for the 40k nerds. If there's any out there listening. It's something with 400 different people reported these doctors your average man walking about the street and then later pilots military officials the military investigators were terrified these things were very real at the time whatever they were there was something there's something more to this right i don't know what it is but there's something more to it mm. several witnesses claimed to have seen beings piloting the crafts describing them as being no more than three to four feet tall Now, what separates these sightings from the usual glimpses of UFOs in the skies are the numerous and recurring injuries that people suffered. The beams gave off intense beams of radiation that caused puncture marks and lesions 
and some reporting to local media at the time that it felt like a heavy weight pushed into their chest. A report into the claims of the victim stated that the beam was about seven or eight centimetres in diameter, white in colour. It never hunted for them but hit them suddenly when they tried to scream no sound would come out but their eyes remained open and the beam felt hot, almost as hot as a cigarette burn. Now I'm going to read you some of the uh, accounts. One where the thing is actually hunting for the guy who's trying to hide from it, which is terrifying. It's not like a light shining on them and then chasing them about. It's just gone straight onto them. I thought they might be able to, you know, the aliens might be able to see, you know, heat, had heat seeking. Heat seeking beams? Yeah. Well, okay, let's start with this one. The problem is, it's all in uh, Portuguese, so the names are quite difficult. <laughs> Amelia Martins de Silva is walking home one night with one of her daughters when two kilometres from the village she saw coming from the right a reddish yellow light very bright like the headlight of a car. Initially the light was cutting diagonally across the road it abruptly changed direction coming exactly in the direction of her and her daughter. They sought shelter under a tree and the object stopped for several minutes then slowly moved and returned to its original direction. Is that it? No, no, hang on. <laughs> it was round like an inverted plate the sharp protuberance sticking out from which came a reddish luminance being in there no, that was blue this, this is translated very badly from, by someone but these are the official files right so that's the one of the first sightings its movement was slow but at times it accelerated at the speed of a jet plane so that's the first one no attack on that one but this is the start of it sounds like it was just checking them out or checking out some movement, yeah. Mm. Beatrice Almeida de Costa in their home with her children when she saw a ray of reddish light penetrating the roof. It hits her body and spreads her through with chills, in the beginning feeling partly paralysed and shaking. With great difficulty, she screamed for help from her sister who lives nearby, but her sister didn't see anything. Beatrice then had a pain in her right shoulder blades, no other symptoms. There was no electricity in the area, by the way, so she didn't receive an electric shock. Note a ray of light then went on to chase her sister, who's on the way home, and she had the same symptoms three times. Okay. Spreading out over time. Raimundo Francisco de Chagas was returning home. He was six kilometres from the highway, walking on foot and smoking absentmindedly when he saw a very bright yellowish light coming down in his direction. He ran, leaving the path and hid in the bushes, chased by the light, he came to a grove of palm trees where he hid and stayed immobile. Uh, they refers to it as the apparatus was searching for him, emitting rays of blue light in various directions. Weird. Yeah. Could be the light reflection of Venus. <laughs> there's, there's always that. There's always that. Miguel Archangelo Suarez is at home. He hears his neighbours shouting, there it goes, there it goes, and he's, he's in the house. He, does, he leaves his house using the back door in time to see a reddish yellow light moving slowly around 60 metres in the air, emitting a ray of blue light. He yells to his wife to stay in the house. He went back inside the house and felt as if he'd been hit with an electric shock from the ray of light, like a charge of static electricity. He felt paralysed, a numbness which spread from his feet to his head, accompanied by chills and growing heat for some minutes. Could be ball lightning. A lot of people getting struck by ball lightning then. <laughs> On the same night. <laughs> Which is the least common form of all lightning. Yeah, it's just a freak occurrence, isn't it? 
I think they're scanning them. The point is, these things were so frequent, they were terrifying the rural communities who were resorting to going out there with their guns and standing guard at night, lighting fires, banging pots and pans, trying to scare them away. They didn't know what the fuck they were. It was so bad that the mayor requested help from the Air Force. These things were, were causing havoc. I'll give you one where there's a, a witness uh, where they see the operating the craft. Santonio Antonio de Moya and Marcelo uh, de Spirito Santo, both 20 high school students, residents of Santo Antonio de Tower. They were in front of the house with some friends when he saw a yellow light moving slowly in speed and stopping about 20 metres from the group. So he could see two crew members inside who appeared to be humans, one man, one woman. Both wore glasses of a different shape and communication gear. At the same time as they saw this, the other behind the craft directed a ray of red light towards the group. Uh, having been hit directly, it felt like an electric shock from the feet to the head, then paralysis followed and semi-consciousness. Right, that's pretty nasty. Well, there was 20 of them, weren't there? Some, no, he was 20. Yeah, right. He's age 20, so he's a student. Oh, if he's a student, then. Just probably, drunk. Probably on peyote. <laughs> 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 so th this happened not on all of the, all the same night. No, no, this is over a period of a, a year, roughly about oh, a year. Yeah, right, Fucking okay. hell! Okay, it goes on for a year. Yeah, it's, the investigation ends in 1978. Yeah, but I thought it was all. I thought it was 400 on the same night. Yeah, no, no, no. I was like, well, that's that's something, you know. No, this is over the course of a year. These people have been terrorised for a year. Oh, if it all happened on the same night, I'd have been proper. I'd have been more into it, but it could have just perpetuated. Oh, you know, I saw the sources. Could be mass delusion. <laughs> I know Manuel de Santos uh, is asleep in his home with his children, uh, with the lights out. All of a sudden, the house was lit up by light coming through the roof. He tried to get up, but wasn't able to, feeling paralysed. That could be a dream. That could. You know, when you're paralysed and yeah, you can't. Moving a dream or whatever. Yeah, sort of sleeps paralysis. Yeah. Well, okay, well, that could be it. <laughs> I'm sure. It could be. You just dismiss that. That's a reasonable answer, isn't it? It is for that scenario. Yeah. The rest of these people are out walking about. Yeah, swamp gas. So what with the sisters? <laughs> it's always a swamp gas with you, isn't it? What with the sisters is quite interesting, though, you know. One yeah. was in the house and the other one was chased. I'm just being facetious, to be fair, but yeah, they uh, just sound weird as fuck, to be fair, all these different accounts. Raimundo Trinidad is sleeping in his home in the village when he was awakened by a light in the room. He felt as if he'd been pricked by a needle on the inside of his right thigh. He said he looked at the window, saw nothing unusual, only a bright light like the setting sun. You can see this bright light, which I'd say is very unusual, but that's, that's a translation error. I mean... Worried about the mysterious prick in the night. Yeah. <laughs> that would concern me more. Where was the radiation coming from? This is when they're examined later on. Right, okay, because that's interesting. Because the Welsh one, remember the Welsh one? Where they, yeah. they, they, they found radiation. You know, yeah. some sort of scanning technology, isn't it? Well, you, you don't know, no idea. Well, it could be, you know, we, we, we scan each other and take pictures through x rays. If aliens are capable of faster than light. Travel and instead of travel, surely they've got better X-rays, and it might take a little bit more radiation than wait. Well, it, it would take more radiation than it could be. You know, I, I think of that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know why they want to X-ray us, but that, you know, I suppose 
think we found an alien, we want to x-ray it, we want to MRI it, wouldn't we? Of course. True. Clamira Rodriguez de Paxio. She said she was sleeping in a hammock in a room with her cousin and her children. She saw a light that travelled all over her body, striking on the left side of her chest, sucking blood from it. The light went down the back of her right hand, where it felt like she'd been pricked by a needle. She tried to cry out for help, but couldn't make a sound, and her body was half paralysed. Everything was lit by a greenish light. She felt a strange torpor. It's a torpor? I don't know, T-O-R-P-O-R? Could be a translation thing. Her cousins then started uh, screaming and shouted, I am ruined, the animal has sucked me. <laughs> <laughs> she felt great heat in her breast and back and in the back of the right hand, a headache and pressure on her chest. She was treated by doctors and they found out that she had radiation poisoning. <gasps> mm. Two people did die as a result of this. What was uh, the cause of death? Radiation sickness. Yeah. Do you think it could have been a, a, some kind of radiation leak from something? Something man-made? And they tried to cover it up? I don't know. I don't think Brazil was part of the nuclear club in terms of energy or weapons. Well, it's definitely not, not weapons. Not, not back then. No, in the 70s, definitely. Mm. But it was a um, totalitarian state at that point, wasn't it? Brazil? A dictator. Hey, what's a South American state in the 70s without a dictator propped up by the Americans, Mike? yeah. You know one if you haven't got that. So, the Yanks could have been moving something there, you don't know. You don't know, I mean, for all we know, it could have been some secret weapon tested by the Americans or the Brazilian government themselves. Yeah. You know, who knows, a lot of... They're quite poor, Brazil. That's fine, sorry. I thought they were quite poor. Well, there's always money for the military, Claire. Yeah. Like, in our country, there's a lot of inequality, Claire. People at the top are very rich in Brazil. Brazil's the fifth or the sixth largest economy in the world. I don't miss that high. Nah, can't be that high. Yeah. We're five. We're, we're never below seven. India is something like fourth. It's got a massive population. It's huge, mm. isn't it? Yeah. You know, what we, you know, on the map, massive it's, resources. On, on the maps we look at, you know, it's not, it's not, it's just not, none of them is, none of it's the scale, is it? Most of its rainforest still remember. Mm. So it's well for now. For now, you know Brazil. It's an interesting place. I mean, it's not somewhere I'd fancy going. I would like to go to the what do they have there every year? Don't they? They have a carnival. Mardi Gras. I thought that was in Louisiana. They have a couple of Mardi Gras. Ah, uh, yeah, the Mardi Gras then. Yeah, it's something like that. It's the Ritz Festival in Rio, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, apparently that's meant to be good. Day of the Dead as well. That's more Mexico, is that I think. Mexico, is it? I think that's Mexico, but they could do it... Uh, they might do it in Brazil. They might do it in the South American countries too. Mm. And so describing the injuries, Dr. Wellaid Cecim Carvalho, who worked... Wellaid! Wellaid, wow. She's a doctor, what a name, <laughs> yeah. aptly named. Yeah. Who worked in a healthcare unit in the area during the 70s, wrote that all of them had suffered lesions to the face or the thoracic areas. That's going to be the thoracic. thoracic area, so the throat, isn't it? Yeah. The lesions, looking like radiation injuries, began with intense reddening of the skin in the infected area. Later, the skin would fall out, hair. hair would fall out, and the skin would turn black. There was no pain, only a slight warmth. One also noticed small puncture marks in the skin, and the victims were men and women of various ages without any pattern, and they were quickly dubbed the Chupa Chupa. <laughs> Try searching Chupa Chupa in Google, though, you'll end up as his Chupa Chupa adverts. Yeah. Radioactive vampires. 
<laughs> Radioactive vampire aliens? Yeah, could be. So Chupa Chupa is sucker sucker. And with reports of more sightings and more incidents of people being injured or losing blood, panic soon started to set in. Women and children left the area while local men stayed to look after the homes and possessions. Brazilian military personnel are seeing these two and drawing pictures. You can check these out on, online. Drawing sketches of what they've seen. They're like bullseye targets. On their side they do, yeah. but they're sort of like little sort of average spaceships on their side. You're flying saucers, aren't they? Flying saucers. They do look like your very stereotypical flying saucer. <laughs> With a little bubble on the top. But <laughs> <laughs> so the pilot sits in. <laughs> yeah, that was in the 50s, that kind of scene you seen all the time. Yeah. It is your typical, you know, like Mars Attacks flying saucers. Yeah. Like, I know you hate that movie. Mm. Not modelled on stuff people were seeing in the fifties. Yeah. Now it's changed. Now it's it's more it's either triangles or cigar shapes, isn't it? Mm. Cigar shaped craft. So is is it like our technology? We sort of change it because if you you know, ever watched a film or a series back from the seventies. Yeah. Have you ever seen the cars and how like oblong and Boxy, they yeah, are. they're horrible, aren't they? Yeah. Now it's all curves and things. You know, it's, the tastes change. Aerodynamics as well. Well, yeah, they're more yeah, aerodynamic as well. About aerodynamics, haven't we? So. Well, yeah, but cigar shape isn't aerodynamic, is it? You launch it, launch it, launch, launch a cigar. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking more sort of tastes have changed or something. They go, no, oh, we we've got off them now. We're going for the triangles. Mm. Well, I would argue the triangles are us. Right. The American. secret. Yeah, Black Manta, I can't remember the name of the thing. The, the, yeah, not the Black Mamba. Not the Black Mamba, that's something very different. That's not aerodynamic. <laughs> well, it well, can't be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the triangles are us, and I think the cigar shades and the different... I mean, because you know, you've got like a, a kite-shaped one there. I think it's different races. Different races, or maybe this everyone's like, oh, I don't want that cigar one, I want a saucer one. I'm going to stick it with my saucer shape, thank you. One of these newfangled cigar shaped ones. Like in Star Trek, every race is a different sort of ship, don't they? Yeah. Well, they could, they could be having their own sort of space race. Oh, we found this uh, the thing, they call it Earth, and we're trying to like study them. And then, like, you know, from another galaxy, you know, there's two races doing a space race. Yeah, it could be hundreds, couldn't they? Yeah, to find the most out about Earth. And... Look at these primitive idiots. Yeah. Let's study them. Yeah. Let's fire beams of light at them. Uh, now, with no reasonable explanation offered as to what exactly was behind these so-called attacks from UFOs, the Brazilian Air Force was tasked with finding out what was going on on the island, with the investigation officially named Operation Saucer. I love the abbreviation for Brazilian Air Force. Fab. It's backwards, isn't it? Fab. Yeah. <laughs> Fab. F-A-B. I bet they hope they say F-A-B like in Thunderbirds. A 2,000-page military report was soon compiled featuring 500 photographs and 16 hours of film that Fab, I'm going to see the same Fab, mm-hmm. reportedly witnessed with their own eyes. Cool, that's a lot of evidence, isn't it? It is. Yeah. A UFOologist, Daniel Rabicio Giza, claimed in his book, I'll give you the English version, Extraterrestrial Vampires of the Amazon. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's metal as fuck, isn't it? Yeah. Just a bit that several military personnel suffered nervous breakdowns while others went completely insane during the course of the investigation. <laughs> what the, the fuck have they gone insane? I don't know. It's like, ah, it just blows their mind. Uh, yeah. Who can say? Is it like Event Horizon? Yes. 
terror at their eyes. Uh, <laughs> just blown away by it and don't know how to explain it or have just gone into panic mode and everyone's just like just calm down calm down and that's exactly why they haven't told the rest of the world because this is what happened I'm guessing as well that if you're an Air Force guy and you know like every single plane because you have to be part of your yeah. training wouldn't you? you'd have to identify the jizz like, the jizz we talked about this didn't we the jizz the jizz yeah it's the outline isn't it it's, uh, Yes. Little bird spotters. Yes. The, the outline of the bird uh, or whatever. Well, they'd know the jizz of pretty much every <laughs> plane, wouldn't they? Because that's the whole point. You don't be shooting down your own side. You'd have to learn to see the silhouettes. And if you don't know what these are... Yeah, you don't go insane, do you? You Just might go, oh, do. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Wow, what's that? You might go mad. I don't know. I don't know the constitution of the Brazilian <laughs> Air Force. I don't know what their morale's like. I'm thinking he might be exaggerating a little bit, Mr. Daniel Rabisso Gisi. Mike, he's wrote a book called Extraterrestrial <laughs> Vampires of the Amazon, mate. <laughs> How can you not trust that man? <laughs> when he comes up with names of books like that. I don't believe people have a nervous breakdowns over this. Maybe, we're not going completely insane. I mean, completely insane. Well, they're seeing the stuff too. They could be getting attacked as well. Yeah, you wouldn't go insane. Well, I don't know. You can't judge just by your standards of sanity. I mean... <laughs> well, I'm insane. <laughs> What's the point? Talk yeah. about me. I don't, the thing is, you, you might be thinking completely insane when they're in a straight jacket, struggling for the rest that's of their lives. Thinking. They could just be sat there completely traumatised, drooling a bit. Yeah. Well, that as well, that's a bit... I don't know, it's a bit much, in it? Well, these documents were kept classified until several pages were released in 2004 showing drawings and photographs of what the military sources. Some of them are seen aliens. It's not going to make me go insane, though, is it, that? Depends what they're doing to you. <laughs> well, that's just one of their drawings. If you saw it in real life, you might, you know, freak out. I'll shit yourself. It does show the typical grey for the list of that drawing, a very typical grey. Bright cylindrical lights feature in the photographs, and several drawings show similarly shaped objects witnessed by people on the island at the times. So the photos and the accounts are matching up. Be interesting to see these, though. We're never going to get to see them, are we? Nah. I mean, they released a lot of it, but they didn't release all of it. Despite this, the operation never explicitly stated that UFOs or aliens were the official cause of the sightings and injuries, which is fair enough, because you're not going to spark a panic, are you? They're coming from the skies and stealing your blood! Panic, everybody! Well, not if your own people are already going a bit bit crazy, no? Yeah. Exactly why, you know, they're testament to why they can't tell the rest of the world, I think. It doesn't reflect good on your organisation, does it? <laughs> doesn't reflect well if you're military personnel going insane by these things and you think the rest of the world's going, well, this doesn't bode well for us, does it? No. That's why they had to commit them. They had to commit them mm. and yeah, make them, them look like, yeah. Yeah, maybe they were... Maybe, maybe these things were fake. Maybe they made contact. Maybe they... Who knows? Yeah, maybe just talking to an alien just makes you go insane. Are you prepared for thought-to-thought communication? Maybe if that, that messes up the human mind, we're not ready for that? Yeah. However, high-ranking officials from the FAB reportedly told a group of UFOologists in 2004 they had discreetly been studying the existence of UFOs since the mid-1950s. So they've been very interested. You know, Brazilians have. Well, I think all governments were. Ours were for a bit, but then the Yanks were. Hmm. Do you think there's any now then? Oh yeah, yeah. 
Well, you had the Pentagon report where they basically said, we're not looking into these, but actually all our pilots are seeing them, so we're going to start looking into them again. And they're seeing a rate of one a day, were not Yeah, maybe a couple a day. Four to seven times a week or something like that. They were seeing these things harassing the... Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember. The, well, not harassing, but buzzing the planes, buzzing aircraft carriers. Mm-hmm. Playing, playing with the jets almost. So I've got some accounts of a few pilots later on, so mm. you did see these things. And that's I'll read. It's a bit later, the accounts of the pilots. It's in May of 19th in 1986. 21 UFOs were tracked on radar crisscrossing the skies over much of the country. Six jet fighters armed with missiles were scrambled and for several hours the jets chased or were chased by what were described as balls of light. So they're just playing out and playing catch with them, aren't they? These these balls of light. And um, then four days later, the government held an unprecedented nationally televised press conference mm-hmm. to let the pilots tell the country what they'd seen. And here's a couple of accounts. And I'm quoting: "I watched the lights in front and to each side on my radar screen," said one pilot. I managed to close to within ten kilometres of one light, but from that moment on, wasn't able to get any closer. So it's a lot like the US Navy pilot sightings where they're trying to chase them and they just can't keep up with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another pilot reports, quote, I was warned by ground control there were several contacts ahead of me, approximately 30 kilometres away. I was also warned that contacts were approaching from behind me and they came on until they were three kilometres behind me. I had to dive suddenly and as I did the contacts started to climb. So he was playing cat and mouse with them up there. Couldn't, you know, they only came close when they could get close up to behind. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's, you know, they're just playing Carmel. So, what is it? What, what, it's Smith Aliens for a minute. Right? What, what can it be? Uh, the area is being used as a test site for top secret military craft. It's a possibility. Yeah. Do you think that maybe it was just uh, helicopters with really bright lights and the injuries are exaggerated and. Uh, they wouldn't be able to go that fast, would they? How can you exaggerate radiation poisoning? Well, maybe they got it from somewhere else. Well, yeah, could have been a radiation leak or something. Or the um, they were spraying something over the jungle. Because these always, yeah, this is a little island off the coast. It's it's quite forested. It's not the mainland, so it's you know it's a little bit more, let's say. Not primitive, but it's not as... Oh, right. So maybe they've never seen planes before. Maybe they've never seen uh, helicopters. I mean, yeah. this is 1977. Who knows? I yeah. don't. Yeah, oh, that changed everything, doesn't it? But I think when they said these things were silent... Could all be deaf. <laughs> <laughs> Island of death. It's not like the mosquito, it's not the mosquito coast. <laughs> you don't want to go there, mate. There's mosquitoes as big as your head. <laughs> got that possibility. The way I see More it... More lightning, I said. But that's the most rare lightning there is. And all of a sudden, 400 people are getting struck mm. by it in a space of a year. It's a bit much, isn't it? I you and your ball... Is ball, is ball lightning or swamp gas with you, isn't it? That's because <laughs> they're using explanations. As the aliens... I'm thinking it's aliens. A darting all over the country. I'm thinking they're sending down these uh, blue lights and sucker sucker in here. Taking a bit of DNA from, you know... From everything, because they can see us like. So you got you're going with the extraterrestrial vampires then? Yeah, I'll go. With that. <laughs> it could be like a science mission. 
Yeah, go and, go and save everything that, you know, that, that doesn't cause any harm to the <coughs> earth. Not saving us then, are they? No. <laughs> Maybe that's the thing, I mean, they're taking, they're taking blood samples, so there's your DNA, isn't it? Who knows, I mean, no one was ever actually abducted. Well, they wouldn't need to, would they? No, they've got they? beams. No, and if they can take some blood, you've got DNA right there. Yeah, maybe the time for anal probing is gone at this point. Yeah. We have learned all we can from the probing of your anuses. <laughs> what was that from? <laughs> it's the Simpsons, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's now we're meant to get probed. He's like, oh, get it over with Danny yeah, Benzo. Yeah. And he's like, no, we have learned all we can from the probing of anuses. <laughs> A race that was like scientifically more forward might not... Um have many qualms about, you know, splicing DNA and yeah. creating all sorts. You don't know, do you? No. That's interesting, Dr. Carvalho. Yeah, who treated islanders for their injuries after the attacks, later said she was compelled to lie to them about their injuries and to tell them they were simply hallucinations. She says that the Air Force told her to do that. Mm. Huh. You're hallucinating. Smoke now, gas. Now I'm beginning to think it might be a military fuck-up or military testing. Yeah. She said, this is, quote, this is what the Air Force always asked me to say. She says it did not happen. Any kind, it was not any kind of mass hysteria or visual hallucination. She claims to have seen them herself. She was never fired upon by one, but she saw the mm. lights. The psychiatry proves it didn't happen. It may happen, it can happen, but it's probably not. Because there was no mass, you know, no mass suicides or anything. Which you usually get with a mass psychosis, mm. apparently. Well, they just dance to death. Oh, like St. Vitus's dance, the disease. We saw it, didn't we? On one of the anthology, The Strange. Yeah. The dancing yeah. plague. Yeah. <laughs> but she says that no one can have the same delirium, the same visual, sonic and synthetic hallucination at the same time and in different places. They're all seeing the same thing. They yeah, all spread exactly. it over this yeah, island. Yeah, yeah but it's over a year and it, people start talking and then... People might just see other things and mistake it instantly for that. I give you there's an element to that, but I think over the space of a year, yeah. And they're lighting fires outside their villages, right, trying to keep these things away. Yeah, but like I said, there could be helicopters. Nice. They could be too primitive, they don't even know what they are. Yeah. They're not that what about, primitive. What about the radiation, though? These well, it like I said, they could have, the military could have been conducting experiments down there, we don't know. Mm. The fuck they get up to. Yeah, maybe they're trying to get the old well, death ray it going. Could be, it could be aliens, it could be. I, I'm on the fence. Oh, <laughs> one day, you know, that fence is going to break. <laughs> and I am going to laugh. <laughs> Sorry, Clegel. Yeah, I think it's more like, you know, the radiation, where, you know, that's that's not, you know, military wouldn't do that to their own people, would they? Well, yeah, they would, yeah. Yeah, they would. Yeah, the A-bomb tests, nuclear yeah. tests. We had pilots who were told to fly through mushroom clouds. You know. Yeah. There was an experiment done in the 60s, I think it was, where they told men with syphilis that they were going to treat them and then purposely didn't to see what would happen to them. Didn't they give them the syphilis? Huh? The Tuskegee experiment. That's it. They may have even given it. I, don't know I think they, they did give it and they were a black community. Yeah. Then you got the crack being introduced in, yeah. into inner cities by the CIA to make drug money. And to demonise black people. 
Yeah, the British government has tested chemical agents. chemical agents against us during the Cold War in the 60s. Well, when we did chemtrails and we talked about them spraying stuff on the populations. They test on civilian populations all the time. Yeah. And their own troops. I mean, the amount of, you know, there's a the British Nuclear Veterans Association now, which helps out people who've been severely affected by the A-bomb tests that they're exposed to, to see, by the government, to see what would happen if we were exposed to A-bomb radiation, how much can we take? It's mad. Now, Captain, oh my God, Urangi Bolivar Suarez, Nikira de Hollanda, Lima, what a name. Whoa. Captain. Wow. The commander of the operation gave an interview in 1997 to UFO magazine where he recounted how terrified his men were during the investigations. He went on to reveal eyewitness statements which described residents waking up to beings wearing protective clothing, shooting coloured beams at their heads, as well as several officers reporting seeing strange lights emerging from and diving back into coastal waters around the area, leading some to assume this was the location of a UFO base. Underwater base. So they're landing as well and shooting beams at people's heads. At the soldiers, so maybe it wasn't a military thing. Or it was above the military. Yeah, black ops. Yeah. Because like all these guys would have been conscripts, wouldn't they? Yeah. They've just been like, oh, you're doing your three years in the, yeah, in the Air Force. Joe. So what's it matter if you, you know, but your professional guys, the ones who are like a, a tier above that, beyond uh, working for the intelligence agencies rather than the military. Yeah. Testing this shit, who knows? So can't see him wanting to test, you know, to shoot other people in the military, though. They're expendable. It's not going to kill them. Or, it's not all of them. Three months after giving the interview, Captain Hollander was found dead in his home after he seemingly hung himself using the belt of his bathrobe. Fucking hell. So he went as an interview, spills a few beans, Mm -hmm. three months later, they find him hung. Or hanging. Yeah, it's dodgy, isn't it? That's real Epstein, isn't it? Actually, it's not peak Epstein, but it's fucking close. Uh. <laughs> it's fair to say there's a lot to be suspicious about in this. Yeah? Mm. I think it's definitely one that's, that's open to interpretation, whichever way you want. I mean, a lot of UFO cases do have like a, a really strong possibility for what it could be. Now, with this, I propose to you both... With the amount of witnesses and the military witnesses and the guy who seemingly ended up dead after he'd done an interview, I think there's something deeper going on. Definitely, yeah. I think, like, well, again, I'd like to see the photos and videos that are taken. Well, yeah, but we're never going to see them. Ridiculous, isn't it? I've seen some of the photos, but they are bright lights. There's more sketches. I can only assume that's due to the funding of the Brazilian Air Force at the time. Yeah, I think there's some fishy going on. Yeah, I'm down for most UFO stuff. This one is, like, proper creepy. I think it's a bit mad. Yeah. I think it's creepier than the Welsh one. Yeah. But, you know, the fact that, yeah, radiation was there in both of them, present in both situations. Well, these people are debilitated as well. They've been paralysed. It's taken them weeks to get back to themselves. Mm. Something's happened to them. You know, the doctor's got no reason to lie. She's the one treating them. Mm. No. Why didn't she get killed then? I don't know. It's easier to bump off one of your own than it is a than it is a civilian doctor. Well, they made her change their statements, didn't, yeah. didn't they? Mm. So she had to tell them, no, it was a mass hallucination. What you witnessed wasn't real. Yeah. 
But she's come out since saying they made me say that. Yeah, so, uh, you, you know, throws uh, more suspicion yeah. about well, it. Yeah, I'm still on the fence, but vampire aliens <laughs> of the Amazon. Well, it's weird, though, isn't it? Mm. I'll give you that. That's what I'm, I'm going for aliens. Mike, you're on the fence. Yeah. Claire. I'm going for vampire aliens. Vampire taking, aliens <laughs> taking DNA and saving what they want from the world, or you know reproducing it on their own or using own. it for nefarious purposes as some kind of breeding program yeah yeah but then again this is the only account of anything like that it is that's the thing well, well, that we know of that we know of that we've heard of but then all the abduction cases usually have some kind of a medical procedure in them whether that be probing or seed extraction or egg extraction and they have, you know, and they did choose Brazil. It is a huge place. They were darting back and forth across the country at one point, he said. Yeah. They? So, you know, there's there's a lot of, well, the Amazon rainforest has got a lot of life in it and there's a lot to choose from, isn't there? The whole ecosystem. What about the indigenous tribes hanging out in the rainforest? They're not going to report anything. No. Not even discovered at this point, some of them. In many ways, it's 1977 Brazil, the rural areas where this was happening in. Ah, 1977. They'd all just been to see Star Wars, hadn't they? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm sure the Brazilians, everyone in Brazil was popping off to the cinema to see Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. It's been from the rural, like, you know, coast all the way to Rio just to go and watch the... Yeah. It's a big film. (laughs) Well, they've probably got uh, one of those outdoor ones, drive-ins. Yeah, because they've all got the money to go to the cinema, haven't they? Yeah. What were we saying the other week, Claire? That woman in Brazil just could say to her kids, I can't afford to feed you today, go off you go, and they're eating spiders. Yeah. That's their yeah. What were they like in 1977? In the Amazon, yeah. That's what she did. And they, yeah, eat the spiders and they whistle when they're done. Because all the, the juices. Oh. <laughs> I'd rather die. Does that mean there's no popcorn at a cinema? It's just a bucket of spiders. A bucket of spiders, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Salt in butter. No, 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 no. I'd rather die. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm down with it. That's Brazilian. That's the aggressive Brazilian UFO attacks. Excellent. You got some fucked up facts. Yeah. All right. Let's end the show on some fucked up facts. Jingle, please. Facts, 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 I didn't want to disappoint you. Yeah. Sorry, start again, I won't do it. No, you're right. Cats can't taste sugar. Can't they? Apparently Shouldn't not. be giving the cat sugar anyway, it's going to make it diabetic. Hmm. It's pointless anyway. Does that mean that there's loads of diabetic cats out there? Get into the sugar bags? No, because if they can't taste it, they won't be interested in it. Yeah, I suppose not. They don't bother, do they? Snobby cats. They're not like dogs. Dogs eat anything, won't they? Mm. Mm. Yes, they will. In 2016, archaeologists unearthed a mosaic from the 3rd century BC in southern Turkey. Ooh. Yeah. Its slogan, written above, a bread-lounging, wine-drinking skeleton, 
Mm-hmm. Red, be cheerful, live your life. Nice. So it's like basically a t-shirt. And there's a photo I'll show the guys it. Yeah. Is he masturbating? <laughs> no, he's with the hands there. Oh, right, okay. Put a bit of cheese in it or something. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's just lounge back skeleton. That looks With like cheese. one of them inspirational um, memes, memes <laughs> or quotes <laughs> off Facebook. Let's just put it in a case. Yeah. It's 3rd century it. BC. Wow. I'll make you an inspira- inspirational mosaic Jesus, Judas, Caesar, whoever. <laughs> Some Greek bloke, probably. Ulysses. Whatever. The UK's first national lottery in 1567. Wow. Okay. Promised get out of jail free cards. <laughs> you know what? That's not a bad idea. To boost sales, ticket holders could avoid arrest for misdemeanor crimes. Was Monopoly invented after that? <laughs> yeah. No way, that's probably where they got it from. Maybe. I love it. Like, sorry, you can't arrest me for pissing in the wrong street. Uh, blast that lottery. You just stabbed your mate. Get out of jail free. <laughs> misdemeanor then. <laughs> He was dying anyway. <laughs> Had the plague. <laughs> how did that? You know, you know, back then when the when the plague was about, how do, you know, if, you, if someone was like, "Fucking kill me off," how was that? I don't think anyone's going to really mind too much in that scenario. It wasn't frowned upon then. Nah, because the Church of England, because sort of, there wasn't enough priests left, they're all dying of the plague. Yeah. We're just like, anyone can do last rites now. We, we're giving you that power. So you suppose you could just do your mate's confession, yeah. do the last rites, and then just stab him, couldn't you? Yeah. And then you're confessing to whoever's going to help me yeah, for you. Yeah. <laughs> so win-win, it's a perfect cycle of murder. The last vote needed to pass women's suffrage in the United States was that of Tennessee legislator Harry Byrne. Right. While he was initially opposed to the amendment, he, he didn't want to vote for it. Yeah, yeah. His mother had told him to, quote, be a good boy and vote for it, so he did. <laughs> so you can thank Harry Byrne's mother for women's suffrage. Wow, fantastic. boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ironic, innit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, women should never say, shut up and do as you're told, yes, mother. <laughs> <laughs> And which man, no matter how old he is, doesn't mind being called a good boy by his mother? (laughs) Clearly not Mr Burns. (laughs) Excellent. Speaking about the parrot's ability to mimic human speech, Aristotle wrote that the bird becomes even more outrageous after drinking wine. (laughs) (laughs) So he spent all day teaching a parrot to swear, and then he gives it wine and it gets worse. Well done, Aristotle. I thought you were one of the great minds of history. Yeah. Don't give parrots wine, it will kill them. No. Oh. Eventually. No. Oh. Too much. Well, yeah. Or ducks, for that matter. Yeah. Or any animal. They do make dog beer. It's got no alcohol in it. Oh. I've tried it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was awful, so I thought, oh, what's good for the goose? I'll have that. Mathurine de Valois, a French court jest in the late 16th and early 17th century, was so funny. It was said that she could laugh people out of the Huguenot faith. I don't know what that is. Huguenot faith. Oh yeah, yeah. That's like a they weren't allowed. They were Protestants basically. They weren't allowed uh, in Catholic France. Huguenot. 
So she could laugh people out of the Huguenot faith and into Catholicism. That's impressive. Converging with the power of laughter. <laughs> what, she just point out, like, you know, the stupidities of it all with her jokes? Maybe, stuff. I don't know, or that... Well, she was so funny, they laughed until they couldn't breathe, and she's like, I'll stop making you laugh if you convert to Catholicism. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, just stop, stop, you're too funny. My favourite jester is the guy who, uh, like, slapped the Queen's arse and told a joke, and the King sent him to have a head cut off. So they're going to do the execution, and he says, you got one of the last wishes, and the jester goes, yeah, I'd like to live another 50 years. <laughs> and the King found it quite funny and let him go. <laughs> hmm. Very short life as a jester, really. The minute you stop being funny... It's kind of it, isn't it? Off with his head. Yeah. Does anyone remember the 1988 Seoul Olympics? No. no. <laughs> in the opening ceremony, many of the doves released were accidentally roasted alive when the Olympic flame was lit. No. <laughs> <laughs> and the smell of dove did fill the arena. And everyone was like, oh man, I really want a burger now. <laughs> mm. Did you have, like... Flaming dead doves falling from the sky at the ceremony. People just like, no way, nibbling on yeah. it. Athletes in the TP of their game getting injured and burnt by falling flaming doves. Maybe. <laughs> Gotta go and check that out now. So Hello. This is interesting. Dogs will ignore their owners if they know they're lying. Right. Apparently. Nah, if I go, who's there? Who's there? And even though there's no one there, I've still got the window. I'll have to test that theory. Maybe Max is just a bit gullible. Yeah. By changing its colour and shape, the mimic octopus can impersonate more than 15 different species. Ooh. Let's hope they never learn to do humans, otherwise we'll be taken over by the octopuses. Well, they nearly did. What? It's not always obvious. One disguise was described by scientists as looking like a furry turkey with human legs. Oh my god, they're getting closer! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh, that means that they ever learned to do humans convincingly. Yeah. Hey, why is the president wearing a tank full of water around his neck? <laughs> my god, he's a giant octopus! <laughs> Analysis of the earwax shows that World War II was stressful for whales. I guess so. Oh, well, that's sonar going off. When they first started getting that in, isn't it? The, the sonar, search the submarines, plus the depth charges. Yeah. That wouldn't have helped. How can you get stress from earwax? How can, you know, you tell? Maybe because of the noises, they built up more earwax. Maybe. So there's a thicker layer. I suppose whales don't clean their ears at all. They haven't got cotton buds, so maybe it just builds up. How do they get this earwax? I don't know. I've no idea. Just all it says, but it's an amazing how they work that out, isn't it? Yeah. They're just trolling us. Yeah, it could be. It could be. But I can imagine why whales would be more stressed because of the sonar and everything going and, you know, the sounds of naval battle, submarines. Mm-hmm. Maybe the whales got traumatised and they realised a lot of them tried to fuck a submarine, thinking it was a female whale. <laughs> Who knows? Mm. The average person is keeping 13 secrets right now. Wow. All right, okay. I don't know if they've got that many. No. Not that interesting. Go on, give us one more. Okay. According to sensory analysts, the component scents in human armpit odour include what do you think? Poo. No. Urine. No. Semen. 
<laughs> oh, you smell like cum. <laughs> Mine smells like quite potent weed sometimes. <laughs> ah, you're close with weed. There's a plant. Is it? You eat asparagus. Alright, oh, okay. It's one cent. Rancid butter. I've never smelt rancid butter. And wet dog. Wet dog? Mmm. Mmm. I don't know about the wet dog. Maybe the rancid butter. <laughs> <laughs> Depends what I've been doing. Or maybe the cum. <laughs> and an up bombshell. An <laughs> up bombshell. Thank you very much for listening. I've been Ben. Don't drink the favourite. Don't join our call. Follow us on Facebook, Quint of the Bull in the PTA. We're available on SoundCloud and Spotify and most places you can get a podcast. Thanks for listening. I've been Mike. Peace out. May the force be with you. And I've been Claire. Keep an open mind, but not so open that it spells out your ears, guys. Says the person believing in vampire aliens from the Amazon last no. <laughs> That's the main definition of an open mind, Claire. Yes, uh. Very open. <laughs>